0: I think if you really own your superpowers and you know who gets the best kind of results, if there's a way to elevate who will invest in your work and you're just holding back because you're like, I don't know, that's out of my comfort zone. That's a sign that you're playing too small. Taking the action that gives you the clarity and the
1: learning to be able to tidy it up as you go along or coming out and talking about a certain framework changes as you're speaking about it because you get clarity on it as you're teaching it
0: what got you here won't get you there it's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income influence and impact to the next level i'm melanie benson And I'm Samantha Riley, and this is our weekly show
1: for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. There's a quote by Reid Hoffman, playing it safe is one of the most risky things you can do. And as you're hearing that, you may feel that little pang of, I know that I'm playing it safe. And keeping a lid on what I'm truly capable of and what my full potential is, And I know that I certainly have been, you know, guilty of this many times over, and this is something we're going to discuss today, Melanie.:
0: Yeah, you know we were talking about this idea of the episode, and there's so many moments in our lives where we have these choice points like, do I really go for it, or do I do the thing I know I can do? even if it's not feeling like it's my full potential. And I know a lot of my peers are having these moments right now of like, I'm feeling this urge to really go for something. And yet we lean back into what feels safe. And there's this thought, and you know, it's a idea that's been shared many times, this idea of like, are we playing not to lose mm. or are we playing to win? And you know, when obviously being subjective, but at what point are we maybe holding ourselves back because we're not playing to go to the greatest place we could possibly go. We're just playing to not fail or to not like have something bad happen. And it's an interesting energetic dynamic that puts us in a place where we don't really maybe ever hit our full potential
1: totally and i know that you just said that winning is subjective winning is whatever that means to us but i've got a very big belief that we've been put on this planet to do something special each of us are here to do something that is special and unique to us and you know to make an impact on the people that we need to make an impact on or you know who we're here to make that impact on and i think that when we really step into that full potential you know, we're here and living our purpose as we're meant to. But, you know, the flip side of that is we can hold ourselves back in all sorts of ways. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm.
0: So, Sam, let's start with talking about how maybe we're holding ourselves back Mm -hmm. in our thought leadership, in our content, and Mm -hmm. maybe even those branded concepts that we each have that Our signature gateway to the work we do.
1: Well, I think what's really interesting and what we need to really think about here is that the person that we were yesterday is not the person we are today. And the person we are today is not the person that has the same thought processes as the person we're going to be tomorrow. You know, we learn new things along the way. And I think that we can hold ourselves back by sticking with those real tried and and true frameworks or teachings, rather than really pushing the boundaries and really thinking, hmm, I've always taught this, but do I still believe that to be true? Or are there some nuances that I need to bring into that? And I think it's really easy to get caught in sticking with we know what works because we know it works and it's, uncomfortable to push those boundaries. Like, what if we talk about it and it doesn't quite make sense, but unless we push those boundaries, we can't take our teachings to new levels. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I think one form that that takes sometimes is, are we willing to be contrarian or are we willing to maybe be a little bit edgy Mm. or messy in Mm -hmm. how we're putting something out versus have to have it all buttoned up and perfect so that nobody gets their uh, rough feathers all ruffled. Mm. <laughs> you know you know many of us are measuring like, okay, is this something that's going to get me attacked, or is this going something that's actually going to elevate and escalate my work in the world? And that like playing it safe part is I'm making sure nobody attacks me versus I'm actually putting something out that's going to impact people. And I was actually interviewing somebody for my show earlier today, and he's a total bull in a Chinese shop mentality kind of person. And he's just like all out, like he's just attacking the financial world in a very healthy and profound way. But he's like, yeah, I'm ruffling a few feathers with these concepts.
1: Mm. I think how it's played out for me in the past in another way is previous teachings that as I've learned things, I realise that maybe they're not true for me anymore. They were mm-hmm. true for me, but maybe they're not true for me anymore. And that can be a really scary place to be, to come out and say, this is what I did truly believe. And this was right. However, there's this new sort of layer to it that brings it to the next level. And so to be able to almost call yourself out Or say, you know, I didn't quite have it together, or it wasn't quite, you know, at this next stage of refinement is a very vulnerable place to be. But it's also where we need to be as thought leaders.
0: Yeah. I could see that. That's happened for me. I, there's a lot of my productivity tips. I'm like, I would not teach that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that they was worked for melody. you at one
1: point. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> old Melanie.
1: Thin. That was <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> <Feature 1.0>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: how it shows up in visibility.
1: Well, I think just backing off what, or coming off the back of what we were just talking about, when we want to, you know, or come up with these ideas of Melanie 2.0, sometimes it can really hold us back. We don't want to sort of come out and say, hey, this is who we are and what we now believe. This is the next person. And that can hold us back from going to the next level, not just in getting more visibility, Mm -hmm. but getting visibility that's at another level. So it's going from a top 5% or, you know, reaching out to podcast hosts from a top 5% podcast to maybe reaching out to a podcast host on a top 1%. It's that holding back of, oh, I don't feel good enough to be there yet.
0: Mm, I totally get that. You know, I was thinking about this and, and so again, there's the visibility blocks that so many people experience and. Where I've seen this show up for people is they're letting these unresolved beliefs about where they're not ready, or they maybe feel like maybe I'm not good enough, or feel a bit like an imposter, or maybe you're playing with a lot of big players in your market. You know, it's like you're really leaping and you start to go, Oh my God, I don't have my shit together the way they do. And all of a sudden, you stop getting your visibility efforts out in the world. Like I see people all of a sudden just put the brakes on doing podcast interviews, or they stop trying to get booked on stages, or they hold back from doing something that would actually propel them forward because they're in their head about it. And that's another way like, okay, I don't have it already. I'm not perfect. I'm just not going to do it.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I've got a question for you on that, Melanie. Mm. Do you ever feel ready?
0: Yeah, I do. But I think some people maybe constantly overthink feeling ready, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and they're not willing to be messy, so they wait until it's perfect.
1: Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting because a lot of the times I don't feel ready. Like in my mind, it's like, ooh, we don't really have it all together. You know, sometimes I can feel like a hot mess as I'm doing things. (laughs) But it's from taking the action – That gives you the clarity and the learning to be able to tidy it up as you go along. Or, you know, coming out and talking about a certain framework changes as you're speaking about it, you know, because you get clarity on it as you're teaching it. So I think for me, I don't necessarily all sometimes I do, but I don't necessarily always feel ready.
0: Mm. You know, I think we should talk a little bit about how this shows up in investing and or growing ourselves right Mm -hmm. so visibility is like part of that but i can see playing it safe also shows up in specific strategic growth steps we take or don't take Mm -hmm. one of them in my mind right now is do we invest in a team that will grow us into where we're going next Mm -hmm. literally eliminating ourselves as the bottleneck or do we invest in team that is maintaining what we have right now?
1: Yeah, I think I actually, I don't think I know. I see this a real lot of people saying, oh, I'm afraid to bring on, you know, those people that I need to either bring them on as team or as implementers, because obviously as we grow, some of those costs can really escalate. It's like, oh, I'm a bit worried if I bring them on, I won't be able to afford them, or, you know, something might happen. Well, yes, something might happen. They might just blow you up, you know, in a good way. So it really is, you know, referring back to that first quote that I said, it is about taking that risk, but taking it in a calculated way. And I know we're not going to get too much into that in this episode because we're going to follow up next week with some ways that we can do that. But I think it's you need to reflect and really see: Am I holding myself back? What would I need to do if I could change this?
0: Yeah, and almost like there's a question: It's like, is this decision propelling me into like that next level, or is it just maintaining what I have right now? And I think sometimes mm. we don't, we're not intentional about that. And you know, you and I are talking about: Do we talk about the role of mentorship? And I think we do talk about it here because. <laughs> I was just meeting with a woman who she had reached out to me because she's doing a strategy, a visibility strategy that she's like, I have spent so many hours on this and I have not gotten one lick of business, but I know it's working for other people. Uh-huh. I'm not getting what I'm doing wrong. And as we talked about where things could you know, potentially take her down a path of getting her where she wanted to go, like playing it safe, just derailed her. And she got into so much fear about investing in mentorship with me that she just like got paralyzed. Yeah, And of course we worked through that, but I noticed how many times when we think about really going to that next level, sometimes we make it about money mm-hmm. and the investment, but really it's not. There's a part of us that's still really afraid of being seen and being really like, being the person that can pull off that next level. So I don't know, what do you see happening with people in mentorship?
1: It can also be the opposite of that, of like, what if everyone else can get success, but what if I can't, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm the person that can't pull this off? So it can be both sides of the coin. Like what happens if it does work? What happens if it doesn't work? And I think that really, really comes back to backing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. Backing
0: yourself as in, do you believe in yourself? 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. Because it's, we're the only people that can hold ourselves back. It's only us. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I was also thinking about how this plays out, how we play it safe with the type of clients we focus on. Mhm. And I was thinking about a client I worked with a couple of years ago, and I've seen this in other clients, but this one client really was standing out to me. And she literally said to me, because I was helping her map out an accelerated like business model that would really like take her from the early six figures into like high six figures. And she said to me, we were talking about the ideal client for this package, and she said, I don't know if I'm ready to work with those kind of clients. Mm. And I said, well, how would you know that you are? <laughs> like, like the only way you're going to know is when you're actually working with the clients. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it was a lot of just that imposter syndrome and fraud syndrome type stuff. But have you ever seen that playing out? Like, like the type of clients we allow ourselves to focus on, or we believe we can help and like holding, basically we're playing it safe because We're afraid either we're not capable or they won't say yes or something of that nature.
1: Oh, my goodness, all the time. And I see this playing out for a lot of people in, you know, that person is at a certain level and who am I to be that person Mm -hmm. to help them. And what's really interesting in, I would say, 99% of the cases I've seen, when those people get together and you realize that it's just another And when I say just, I don't mean this in a negative way, but it's just another human being that is just like us. They eat and drink and breathe and sleep and put their pants on one leg at a time. You know, we're all the same. And, you know, I remember, although we all have a ceiling, right? Because I think I'm gonna put this in a different, in a like wrap this up in a different bow for a minute there's, I would feel comfortable working with a client for a six-figure sum. That to me is like super easy, putting together a six-figure package. But to I'll be vulnerable here. The thought of being able to charge or put together a seven-figure package, that would definitely push my boundaries
0: right now. Well, I love that distinction you just drew for us. And I think that that's a perfect example, right? Which you, we all know you're capable of it, but- Yes, it's like beyond your comfort zone at this moment. Totally, totally. Or even what the outer reaches of your comfort zone could imagine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's because we can't see what that picture looks like. It's that Mm -hmm. fear of I don't know what it looks like. It's that I'm trying to control the situation too much. I feel like I wouldn't have control of that. So, yeah, interesting. How do you see this one playing out?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, as I mentioned, like I think the type of clients we choose is, it's like, do I know how to be the person that can give them the results they want? Mm -hmm. And I do think we have to, at some point, we have to make sure that we can do our due diligence. You know, People are investing money in us, (laughs) so we don't want to be flighty. But at the same time, I think if you really own your superpowers and you know who gets the best kind of results, If there's a way to elevate who will invest in your work and you're just holding back because you're like, I don't know, that's out of my comfort zone. That's a sign that you're playing too small. Mm -hmm. Totally.
1: Let's talk about network because I feel like this is one of the, I guess, accelerators if it's used in the right way, but also it can be almost like putting the brakes on your momentum when you're in the wrong network Mm -hmm. I think that when you're hanging out with people that also have a mindset of let's keep it safe and don't take risks that that's what's going to play out in your business it feeds fear into you and it feeds those negative emotions that are going to allow you to hold back rather than hanging out with people that are doing things much bigger than you, so you can see what's possible. Mm.
0: Yeah, I do believe that our network defines our net worth in a lot of ways. But I also think that we either surround ourselves with people who are constantly like challenging their limits and like really going for that next level. And I think that sometimes we choose to spend time with people who can make us feel good about our lack of results Mm -hmm. like we want to be around people who make us feel good about ourselves but when we do that at the expense of really stepping into our greatness it's catastrophic and i'm i'm actually thinking of this example as someone that i i knew several years ago he was in my social circles and this guy was really struggling financially really struggling this is probably a decade ago or more and, you know, when I would ask him, like, well, what do you do after work? He's like, well, I meet up with my friends and at the club and we have a few drinks before we go home. I'm like, well, what do you talk about? And, you know, he, he gave me a list of things. And I said, so do you ever tell them about some of your your goals and dreams? And he's like, mm, I have a couple of times, but they always like tell me like how that's going to take me away from X, Y, and Z things that are that they think are important. Mm. And I'm like, this is why you struggle financially. This is why your business hasn't multiplied because you're hanging out with people who think small and play it safe Mm -hmm. and don't want their comfort zones disrupted. Yes. And don't want to lose their drinking buddy. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So they're keeping themselves safe Mm -hmm. by projecting their stories onto you.
0: And we do this in so many ways. Like this can hit us at any level of success, but I know people who they would go to their parents or go to their family members or go to their spouse for advice and they would always talk them down from taking the risk. And it is my experience that if you are not asking for wisdom from somebody who has set the pace beyond what you're doing, you're always going to get people who are afraid of you rocking the boat that they like. They like the boat the way it is. Why would mm. you rock the boat? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you want to, like, I think one of the, as you said, the greatest accelerators is spend time and hang out with people who don't think the way you do, who achieve kinds of success and impact that you know is out there, but you've never set your sights on. Allow your horizons to be expanded. You don't have to do everything's the way they do it, but like, plug into that a little bit. Like there's such such a powerful thing about your network. Totally, because the conversations are very,
1: very different. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that more next week. I really want to dive into that one. one. We got to
0: unpack that one. Absolutely. (laughs) Well I think a lot of what we're talking about here though is all wrapped up in a common word we all know, which is our mindset. Mm -hmm. And you know, our mindset is such a big part of the filtering of what gets what our actions are or aren't.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here. I actually really don't like this word. And let me tell you why I don't like the word. And I don't actually use it very much is because mindset to me is almost a word that's saying, well, your mind is set in this way and it can't be changed. And that is, as we both know, absolutely not the case. I have not come up with another word to use in lieu of mindset, but it's like thinking that, you know, this is the way we do things is such a thought that's really holding us back Mm. because if when we're changing our thoughts all the time, seeing different perspectives, seeing things from different angles, understanding that there's other ways to do things, that's when things change. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't know that about you. So I have now learned a new Samism today. It's um, it's awesome.
1: I'm sure within the next 10 minutes, you go, Sam, I've got this really great word for you to use.
0: (laughs) That would be the manifester energy in me, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you know, because you're the manifester, I'll be all along on that ride with you.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, let's use the word how our thoughts and beliefs play out the words, Mm -hmm. thoughts, and beliefs, I think also can, you know, represent that. I'll say one thing that really stands out to me, and I've seen it over and over and over again in terms of how we play small, and that is whether or not we know how to do something.
1: Mm -hmm. 100%. You
0: alluded to that a little bit earlier. Yeah. And again, I have, I really believe this has a lot to do with personality and like different ways our brains are wired, but there are some people, if they do not know how to do something, they will not do it. Yes. They will not put their sights on it. How do you see these thoughts, behaviors, and beliefs hold people back and keep them playing small?
1: Yeah, exactly what you just said. There are definitely some people that when they don't know how, they are absolutely frozen to the spot. Mm -hmm. There are some people that I see and someone sort of said to me it's like they're in a fast car and they put their foot down you know on the accelerator really hard and the car takes off and then just as quickly they put their foot on the brakes and it's almost like you get whiplash you know it's this constant moving and then stopping and moving and stopping and you're right there are definitely people that are wired differently but it's also learned i used to be like this until the biggest thing that I was told was to ask better questions. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: now, you know, when the word how comes up, what used to stop me in my tracks, now I'll ask a question that completely flips my thinking really quickly, Mm -hmm. because I know how debilitating it can be to be stuck in not knowing how.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I think a sister to that one, if you will, is not Seeing it done yet. Mm-hmm. And let me unpack that for a minute because I'll own the vulnerability uh microphone for a minute. And <laughs> I have always been that person, like if I've never seen it done, I don't know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. But the minute I see something done, I know I can do it. Yeah. So my limiter, my paradigm filter has always been, have I seen it done? And I don't know that I've really cracked this one yet, but I could see all the places where I've always held myself back because I haven't seen it done yet. And I mean, this is innovation, right? Like this is thought leadership. This is, you know, like how we stand out is like, we don't necessarily have to see it done. Like we just have to trust that there's something we're supposed to move forward in the world. And so that's another place where I think the way we think about things or the way our paradigm is shaped can limit us. Mm,
1: 100%. Melanie, I know that we've talked a lot about the things that are holding us back today and really keeping a lid on our potential. I'm sure that you've got some sort of resource that helps to shift that perspective or take us to the next level. Would you like to share a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. And by the way, just a little plug, stay tuned for the next episode. Or if you're Mm -hmm. listening to this later, make sure you listen to the next episode because we're going to unpack what to do differently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to help people isolate what's really in the way. I put together a quiz not too long ago. What's really blocking your ability to be paid well as an authority in your field? And if you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz, it's like five very simple questions. It'll take you like two minutes or less and it'll help you unpack like, and identify really like, what is it that's in the way and what am I going to do differently so I can stand out, get paid well and raise my authority in my industry. Mm, so love it. that's mine. That'll be in the show notes. And Sam, what about you? I have shared this a bit
1: before, but it is so, it's such a valuable resource, the Million Dollar Plan. So it's really helping you get clear on the nine key growth areas for your business that will give you more income, more freedom, and more impact. You know, we were talking a little bit before about not knowing how. This plan really helps people to highlight the gaps where they they haven't even known where they were before. And people have used this plan to add hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue to their businesses just with this resource. So you can grab a copy of the million dollar plan at samanthariley.global forward slash plan. Love it. So if you have enjoyed today's episode and you've had those moments of, yeah, that's me, probably other people in your world are having those as well. So we would love you to share this episode and let us know what are the things that you feel like are holding you back? Where are you keeping a lid on your potential where you really could be going to the next level? Let us know. We love to hear from you. Tag a friend who might benefit from this conversation today. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Next Level Influence, where we start to unpack what you can do differently so that you're not held back by these limitations and in fact, flourishing and moving forward to the next level. Thanks for chatting, Melanie. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: I've loved it. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know
1: what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.